and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, I hope you guys are having an amazing week and that you're making yourself a priority this week. Last week on the podcast, we talked about how having money problems can have a negative effect on your marriage. So here are some takeaways from last week's episode of the podcast. So last week on the podcast, we talked about four or five things that can cause major issues in your marriage when it comes to finances. So number one was financial infidelity. And that's pretty much when your spouse is dishonest about how money is being gained or how money is being spent. And this can cause problems because if too much is being spent and the other party doesn't know about it, it can cause a problem because in addition to the financial situation you're in, you no longer trust that your partner is going to make the right decisions with money. So financial infidelity is something that a lot of couples have to work with and deal with in order to not just get trust back in their marriage, but also work and get their finances back in order. Another thing that couples deal with when it comes to finances is different lifestyles, income, culture, religion, and personalities. So all of this just goes to say that these are two people who are very different and they're having a hard time deciding how to spend their money based on their lifestyle expectations, income, culture, religion, or personalities. So this is another reason why finances would be a huge issue in their marriage. Another problem would be not being able to agree on how you want to provide for your family or your children or any money you want to let extended family borrow. This can cause a problem because if you're not on the same page and have clear communication, then you're not going to know how to have these discussions when it comes to how to spend your money when it comes to children or extended family. And finally, the last thing that can cause problems in a couple's marriage is being in a lot of debt. This can cause issues because the couple is not only dealing with stress from debt, but they're dealing with the stress of everyday life and the stress of dealing with their spouse. So all of this together can make your marriage very difficult if you are having money problems and you're married. So these are just some takeaways from last week's episode of the podcast. If you would like to find out more information about how to improve your finances and your marriage, then click on the link in the show notes to listen to last week's episode of the podcast. Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about trust issues and what you can do if you are dealing with trust issues in your marriage. Now, many people, whether they know it or not, have trust issues. Let's just be real. Like in our lives, somebody has let us down. Somebody has betrayed us. Somebody has broken our trust. And it could be something big like you've been cheated on or maybe you were abandoned as a child by your mother or your father. Maybe you were neglected. Maybe there was like physical or sexual abuse. It could be anything. Maybe you were always lied to and you learned not to trust people that they couldn't keep their words. It could be so many different things that we have, that have led us to have trust issues, whether it happened when we were children, whether it happened when we were teenagers, adolescents, or adults. Regardless of where you are in your life, there has been a stage in your life where you have felt that you could not trust a person. And because you felt like you were betrayed or that you couldn't trust someone, it led you to make decisions differently and view things differently than you normally would. Now, because of that, that is a trust issue. So if you are looking at people differently, 
not being able to trust people, having a hard time taking people for what they say or taking them at their word based off of something that's happened to you before and every, you keep thinking about it and this is shaping your whole perspective and your view of life, then yes, you have a trust issue. And sometimes trust issues are not even easy to recognize because it's just difficult sometimes to realize that you have a trust issue because sometimes you may call it something like, oh, you're just cautious or they're just guarding their heart or they're just looking out for warning signs or they're protecting themselves, which is true and which are things you should be doing. But the majority of the times that we hear these phrases is pretty much just saying you have a trust issue. And regardless of what you call it, you're dealing with trust issues. Now, people have trust issues for a variety of reasons. And like I said, they can occur from childhood trauma or from trauma that has occurred during which we're a teenager, adolescent, or adult years. Most people who have trust issues did not just wake up one day and say, hey, guess what? I'm just not going to trust people today. Like, who does that? Who wants to live in a world and in a life where you can't trust people or feel like you always have to protect yourself? So when a person has a trust issue, it's not like they just said, hey, I'm just not going to trust people. It's because they honestly have had something traumatic that's happened to them and that has made them afraid of future hurt and trauma. Now, all of us have defense mechanisms that we use in different situations to protect ourselves. And surprisingly enough, um, not being able to trust somebody is one of those defense mechanisms that we tend to use. Now, the reason it's so hard to let go of trust issues is because once trust has been broken, it's very hard for a person to get past that hurt or humiliation or the betrayal that they may have experienced as a result of that trust being broken. And the crazy thing about trust issues is that, let's just say Sally can hurt Tom and break his trust. But then Tom will get trust issues and he'll take his trust issues out on Eve and Anne and all the women he meet. Or vice versa, let's say that Susan was hurt by Harry. And so she'll take out her trust issues on every guy that she meets after that. And it's not just relationships this happens in. It happens in um, parent-child relationships where a child has been abandoned or they've been neglected or hurt by a parent. And so they may not trust their other parent because of what has happened with this parent. Or if they were adopted or something like that, then they may not trust the other person who is like the authoritative figure or their guardian because of trust issues that they have with their parents. And even in friendships, I have seen so many friendships where they've broken up because someone's like, well, the last time I had a friend and they did this to me and this friend, I think they may be doing the same thing. And so I'm just not going to talk to them either. Or if you've been hurt by your friend, you try to avoid any type of friendships to make sure you're not hurt again. So the crazy thing about trust issues is that you can be wounded by one person, but you'll take your hurt out on other people. So trust issues are really things that we have to work on and deal with. Now, I know, I think it was season two of the podcast, I talked about how past relationships can affect the relationships that we currently have. Um, I think in season two, I did an episode about this called um, Told You Before, and it was about how what someone did to you in the past or other relationships can affect your relationship you're currently in. I also did one last season, season four, and talked about how not to let past negative experiences or relationships hurt your present or current relationship. So this is why I think it is so important to talk about these things because so many times we think, oh, my relationship is not doing good, it's failing, nothing good is happening in it, and we think it's this other person. 
But you, I mean, it could be. I don't know who you're married to or dating. But I would always like to say, before we start pointing a finger at somebody else, I think it's always good to point that finger at ourselves and just do some self-assessment. Now, when I say point the finger at yourself, I don't mean like pointing at yourself in a like blaming way or in a way that says, hey, guess what? You suck. You're not good. No, don't do that. That is not good for your mental health. What I'm saying is just do some self-evaluation and realize that you're human. Realize that you're doing something not because you're just being a jerk about it, but you're reacting to something that has happened to you, whether it was recent or whether it was a long time ago. So all you're doing is reacting to a situation that has either occurred recently or has occurred in the past. So this is the reason why it's good for self-reflection because all of us react based on previous situations that have happened to us. When could a situation happen? You quote unquote learn from it and you do things differently. That's what the majority of us do. But sometimes doing things differently means we become hard or we don't trust people or we put our walls up because we don't want to get hurt. And so it's good to have self-evaluation because when you evaluate yourself and you realize, hey, I'm doing this because I was hurt. I'm doing this because this happened to me. Oh, this is why I put my walls up when people say certain things. Oh, this kind of personality triggers me. Oh, this conversation makes me feel like I'm being attacked. When you can see these things about yourself and realize these things about yourself, then you'll know that you're not in danger, that you're okay. It's okay to trust. It's okay to let your guard down because you know what is going on. You know why you're feeling this way and why you want to react in a certain way. And once you understand why you want to react in that way, then you will be able to change your behavior and do the opposite. Now for myself, I know that when I'm angry or upset and I'm feeling defensive and everything, I will just go in attack mode and I'll say whatever's in my mind because I feel like I have to protect myself. But once I realized that about myself, whenever I started to feel like I was being attacked or felt like I had to defend myself, I was like, oh, hold up, Kiana. You don't have to do that because you know why you feel this way. And I was able to just do the opposite of what I normally would do. So my normal reaction was to tell somebody off. The opposite of that would be like, eh, doesn't matter. But it's just something that you get to. It's a point you have to get to. And you can't get to this point until you learn yourself, until you are doing self-assessments and understand you. And even when you understand you, you're still going to be doing some of the same things that you did before, just out of reflex. But once you continue to work on it, because it's a process, you're not going to be able to change your behavior immediately. You're not going to be able to change it today. Even if you make a conscious decision to do it, you can't do it. It's a process. And the more you work on this process, the more you do things, then you can start to reprogram your behavior. But that's the problem with trust issues. Like, people are hurt. They're reacting to situations. And they'll take it out on anybody because with trust issues, is you don't see a person. You don't see a thing. Trust issues just mean I've been hurt. This is what happened to me. And if I think X, Y, and Z is in a position to do this to me again, I'm going to react. So that's the thing about trust issues. It's like anybody could have hurt that person and they can have trust issues, but they'll take it out on you because you are the person's closest to them. And you, let's just be real. If you are married or in a relationship, you know that if your spouse is upset, you probably get some other, whether it's just a smart comment or just an off-the-wall remark or something like that. But it's just because usually the people who we're closest to hurt us the most. And it's not intentional. It's just like, if I'm with you all the time and we are married, especially now with the coronavirus going on, we're like in the house all the time except for like work and things like that. If you are in the house with someone all the time, then of course they're going to say something that's going to hurt your feelings or maybe do something to hurt your feelings because 
we are together 24 7 and if you throw trust issues into that it is going to be very difficult for you guys to work through these issues so this is why I want to bring it to your attention now that trust issues is a problem now when it comes to trust issues a lot of people do what I call hyper vigilant and that is they are so busy trying to protect themselves until they isolate themselves from other people they're constantly looking for signs of things that could happen to them like for example they could have a lack of self-confidence because they're like oh well why would this happen to me the only way it could happen to me is if somebody did this or you know why did this happen did they see something in me so they have a low self-esteem they have low self-confidence and they have a tendency to self-sabotage themselves so if a relationship seems like it's going too well or if you're in a marriage and things seem like they're going good the person may do something to self-sabotage themselves because they feel that they continue with this type of relationship even though things are going good that they could get hurt and how do you stop yourself from getting hurt in a situation well the logic is you end that relationship you end that you take yourself out of a situation where you could get hurt so that is those are some of the things that can happen when people are being hyper vigilant and trying to protect themselves from being hurt here are some trust issues that are in marriage that can occur in your marriage if you have had your trust broken or if your spouse have had their trust broken and these are some ways that trust issues can manifest themselves in your marriage. The first thing is that you predict how people will betray you without evidence of betrayal. And I've seen this so many times, like people who have been cheated on, so they see their spouse, even if this is not the person who cheated on them, they're talking late at night, they'll be like, who are you talking to? Because they automatically assume that this person is going to cheat on them because so-and-so did from a previous relationship. Or if it is the same person and they have not worked on their relationship and built that trust back up, then of course they're going to feel that this person is cheating on them, even if they're not. It could be something innocent like they're talking to their dad or their mom or their sister or to a co-worker who happens to be of the same sex. It could be anything, but they're going to see this as, oh, so they're just going to betray me. And they're going to see it like that because they've already set themselves up for failure by saying, oh, well, so-and-so did this to me. And so I know this person's going to do it too. And here's the thing I've heard. I've heard men are, guys are going to be guys, men are going to be men. And I hate when people say these things because it makes it sound like men are not able to be faithful. They are able to be faithful. And I feel like by saying men are men, they're just going to do whatever, that kind of sets the bar low for the kind of guy that you try to go for because I don't think that anyone should intentionally try to date someone who they know is going to cheat on them. I think that saying things like that is a way of saying that it's okay for certain things to happen. But in actuality and in reality, that is not the case. So if you have trust issues in a marriage, then you're going to automatically assume that your spouse is doing something that they should not be doing, even though you have no evidence of it. And here's an example. Now, this example is extreme. Believe me, it's extreme. But I'm going to tell it to you anyway. Now, there is a show that I like to, okay, I love reality TV. I like crime shows. Don't ask me why, but I do. And I like um, shows like For My Man. And the one I'm going to tell you about today is um, the one called Fatal Attraction. Now, on Fatal Attraction, this um, particular show talks about how people are in relationships and usually the spouse or the person that they're with, boyfriend, 
girlfriend usually kills that person. I guess that's what they call a fatal attraction. So it was one particular episode that really struck me. Like, oh my goodness, this person took it to the extreme. So there was a situation where this guy was constantly accusing his girlfriend of cheating on him. Like, he was crazy with it. He has major trust issues, major control issues all across the board. It was just extreme. So he kept telling her how she was cheating. He had no evidence. She wasn't cheating. There was no evidence of an affair or cheating with anyone. There wasn't even evidence on her phone that she was talking to anybody else outside of her family members and him. But he was so convinced she was cheating on him until he went in and he killed her. Now, why did he do that? Because he thought she was cheating. So in his mind, he had already predicted that she was going to betray him. He had no evidence of this, and the evidence he did have was saying that she's not cheating on you. But because that was his perception, and that's because he set this up in his mind that she was cheating on him, he thought that she was, so he ended up killing her. So I said this was extreme. So, But in many times, like people who have been hurt or have trust issues will predict how someone is going to betray them, even without evidence. Thank God that they don't go crazy and kill people. But I'm just saying, that's an extreme case. But this is what happens sometimes when there are trust issues, and this is how it shows itself in many ways. Um, another way that you can a trust issue can be displayed in a relationship, or if you can see if someone has trust issues, is that they trust people they have no business trusting. Now, I don't even know why that would be, because it happens all the time. So when you have trust issues, you may often place yourself or place your trust and people who are most likely to take advantage of you. Your trust issues at this point has become an emotional, self-fulfilling prophecy. So it's like they're consciously, it's like you're unconsciously just confirming how untrustworthy people are. And so this is something else that can happen. It's crazy because, you know, one is that you'll predict how people will betray you. The other one is you trust people you shouldn't trust. And another one is you can trust people too quickly. So, because you're just trusting people too quickly, you already expect in your mind that you can't trust people. You trust people too quickly. You're like, oh, I knew they were going to betray me. I knew I couldn't trust them. God, you're just dogs and they're just cheaters. Why are you doing this? Because you are living out this self-fulfilling prophecy that you have placed in your own head that you cannot trust people. And so, that is the point I want to make. This is why it's important to figure out if you have trust issues in your marriage or relationship so that you can heal and move forward. Sharing all of your information when you first meet somebody is another way of showing that you have trust issues. If you have shallow relationships, you have a trust issue. Problems with emotional commitment, trust issues. Now, sometimes if you see genuine mistakes as like awful breaches of trust, let's say for instance, your boyfriend promised to pick you up at 7 o'clock because your car was broken. He gets there at 7.10 and you're like on it. And you're like, what were you doing during those 10 minutes? How could you betray me? That shows that there is a trust issue. Because you'll think, oh, he or she's running late. Uh, they have to be hiding something from me. Or if they're speaking too loudly, they're like, oh, they secretly hate me. Or if a lady or a guy can't talk right now your boyfriend or your girlfriend even your husband or wife if they can't talk right now you'll take it as rejection or when they won't let you scan through their phone then you're like oh there's a secret lover and something has to be wrong because why won't he let me look through his phone or if they don't want to have sex that particular night then you'll be like oh well they're not into me anymore or, or you may say something like oh who are they having sex with so all of these things play into 
what happens when people have relationship issues and trust issues. A lot of relationship issues can be, you can like see where they come from. And if you look through a lot of relationship issues, it has to do with a lot of trust. Now, with relationship issues and trust issues, people may see you as thinking of yourself as being self-righteous, impossible to please, or unforgiving. And that's true because you're dealing with trust issues. So because you are not able to trust people, you can't give trust to other people. So you're dealing with trust issues and they're not affecting you. They're dictating how you respond to other people. It's dictating how you treat your kids, how you treat your family members, your friends, your husband, your wives, because you are totally suspicious about every little thing and you feel like you can't trust anything. And when this happens, it makes it extremely difficult to have a healthy, thriving relationship. Now notice, I say healthy and thriving because you can have a relationship with trust issues. It's just not gonna be healthy and it definitely will not thrive. And if you continue with these controlling habits and major trust issues, you are going to literally like choke the life out of this relationship. You're gonna end up feeling lonely, isolated, and feel like an outcast and be in total despair. Why? Just because you were not able to deal with these trust issues now the crazy thing about dealing with trust issues in a marriage or relationship is that trust issues that you are dealing with they can be inherited or they can be created and an inherited trust issue means that your spouse has done something that as a result you no longer trust him or her and an inherited and a I got that messed up. Okay. Now, a created trust issue is when your spouse has done something that makes you not trust him or her. An inherited trust issue is when you marry somebody you're, and that person has trust issues from a previous relationship and they just bring it along. You know how people inherit money? Well, you can inherit baggage and trust issues when you go into a relationship. So those are the difference between an inherited trust issue and a created trust issue. So I guess the whole thing is, since we know trust issues can definitely jeopardize your relationship, they can create problems, and it's just a lot of things that can happen when you have trust issues in your relationship. What can you do? Okay, well good, I'm glad you asked. Here are some things that you can do if you are trying your best to get through these trust issues in your marriage. Now here's what you do. Now always remember that trust is easy to break but it's extremely hard to rebuild. So if you are bringing trust issues into your marriage or relationship, here's what you should do. Because they come in two ways, like either you bring them in or they are created. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna talk about if you are the person with the trust issues, this is what you should do. And then if you are the spouse that does not have the trust issues but you're dealing with your spouse who has trust issues, Here's what you can do to support him or her. Okay, so let's go first to the person who has the trust issues. So I'm talking to you, all you out there. If you are the person with the trust issues, this is what you need to do to try to work through your issues. The first thing is be willing to risk the pain of learning to trust. Now it's painful because you've been hurt before when you trusted someone again. And so automatically your mind's gonna think, oh, it can happen again. But you have to be willing to risk the pain of learning to trust. You need to find a trust partner. And what I mean by that is 
a therapist or a coach who can work with you and help you to understand your trust issues and to work through them. Because like I said, trust issues are first hard to recognize, but then they're also hard to deal with because you're trying to convince yourself that a bad experience is not going to happen to you again. So it's important to find a trust partner, which is a therapist or a coach who can help you understand your trust issues and work through them. Um, You can also learn how trust works and you can learn how trust is earned and you can also learn how to extend trust because here's the crazy thing it's like you can't give what you don't have so if you don't have any trust in people how can you give people your trust because you don't have anything to give so that's why it's important to learn how trust works learn how trust is earned and learn how to extend trust so that you can give something that you have you need to take emotional risks with your trust partner Confront your trust prejudice, your suspicions, your fears, and painful feelings around trust as you take calculated risks. Now, here's something I probably would suggest. Um, I would suggest maybe in this type of situation, when you first begin to confront your trust prejudice, your suspicions, your fears, and painful feelings around trust, and what you can start to do is do a lot of like mental role play. Like I would say think about the incident that hurt you the most, how you were betrayed, how you felt. And then once you begin to go there, then I want you to think about, okay, so what if I went through this again? What if somebody betrayed me? What if somebody hurt me? And think about the painful feelings, how it would feel, how you would grieve, but then do something else. Don't just stay there, okay? You don't want to stay in the grieving part when you're upset and crying and emotional. So go there mentally But then think, how would I get through this? How would I survive? What would I do? And then think about what you would do to heal, what you would do to survive, what you would do to get past that hurt. And once you do that, you will realize that, okay, this is life. We can never guarantee you're never going to get hurt again. But what I can guarantee that if you trust people and if you begin to go through the process of learning how to trust, what you can ensure yourself is that, okay, so if this happened again, I'd be able to survive. I'd be able to pick up the pieces. I can move forward. You can see a counselor. You can learn what needs to be done to help you grieve, help you move forward, help you survive because life things happen, but you need to know how to survive. So that is how you would confront your trust issues, your prejudice, your suspicions, your fears, and painful feelings so that you will be able to take calculated risks. And calculated risks are important because you can... It's not worth it to keep hurting, getting hurt over and over. You just take risk after risk after risk. Calculated risk means, okay, so this looks pretty good. I think this is probably going to work. But since this is life, you're not sure of anything working 100%. But that's a calculated risk that you're going to take to either have love again or be able to give and trust your partner. Another thing I would suggest is that you learn the process. Is that you learn from the process. You rinse and repeat until you can consciously trust and know how to extend trust well. And yes, that is what you need to do. You need to learn how to trust. Learn from the process that you went through before and then learn how to trust and know how to extend trust. Now, all of these things are going to be hard to do, but it's important for you to work through these issues so that you and your partner can have that thriving and fulfilling relationship. Now, if your partner is the one who is who brought the trust issues in the relationship, and if that is what you're dealing with, then here are just some things that you can do to support them. So, if you're the person who's married to someone who has the trust issues, then here's what you can do to support them. First, 
be a supporter, not a fixer. Sometimes we try to fix things. I know I'm a fixer. Like, if someone says, hey, I don't feel well. I'm like, oh, what's wrong? Do you need medicine? Do you need this? Just smile. Do you know why? It's like, I just don't like to see people hurt. I don't like to see people in pain. So by nature, I want to fix the problem. But you can't always fix the problem. So if you are the person and your spouse has issues with trust, then be a supporter, not a fixer. Support them in their decisions, support them as they try to begin trusting you and trusting people, support them as they find a good therapist, support them with therapy, but don't try to fix the problem. Just be a solid support system. Because by being a solid support system, it will also provide tools and coping strategies for them for when fears and doubts pop up in your relationship. Another thing you can do is be trustworthy. You know, I, people say all the time, well, I wasn't the one who created the problem. I wasn't the one who made them not trust me. Now, maybe you were, and if you were, then it's important to be trustworthy. But even if you were not the person who actually made them have the trust issue, you still need to be trustworthy. I mean, this person that you love, that you're married to, who you're in a relationship with, they're having a difficult time right now. And because they're having a difficult time, it's important that you be trustworthy so that you can help eliminate and ease some of their stress. Now, trust is earned. And hard earned in this case so since you can't fix your partner there is something that you can actually work on just be trustworthy like small things that we could do when being trustworthy is um be faithful to your spouse contact them let them know hey such and such happened if you're going to be running late just let them know where you are and this is not something that i think that people should do and think oh well this is so controlling because it really isn't now there are some people who are controlling but if your spouse is not requesting this of you and it's just something you guys are doing just out of trust and respect, then make sure you do this because these small trustworthy things that you're doing is going to help your spouse learn to trust again. It's going to encourage them to trust and encourage them to take calculated risks with trusting you. And isn't that what you want? You want them to trust you. You want them to learn how to trust them to get past these trust issues. So be trustworthy. Another thing you can do is be patient. Now, you can't just tell them all the time, well, you know you can trust me. I don't know what the problem is. Yes, they know that, but they're unable to do it at this time. So just be patient. Setbacks are going to happen, and they'll hurt him and her as much as they'll hurt you because if you think you've got to move forward with trust and then the setback happens, then it's going to be painful. But just keep going at it. Just keep working on it. Take it slow and build something solid. Sometimes things that are built that are worth having are things you have to be patient with, things that are going to be slow. But once you get to that point where they can trust you, it's going to be worth it. Provide love and positive reassurance, kindness and caring. Love and support is always things that are going to be demonstrated, and you can't just talk about them. You're going to have to do it. Now, if your spouse does have this trust issue, like I said, they've been mistreated in the past. So, and it may not have been once. It could have been multiple times. So just sincere love and support it's going to be hard for them to accept at first because they're going to wonder, why are you doing this? They're going to be suspicious at first. But the harder you, the more you keep doing it, the more their walls of distrust will come down and they will be able to trust you. So just keep doing it. Now, with all of that being said, let me just tell you one thing, okay? Do not tolerate abuse. Now, there are trust issues and then there's straight up abuse. It's one thing for your partner to be worried that you'll leave and break his or her heart. 
It's quite another thing for them to be monitoring your phone calls, tell you who you can and can't hang out with constantly, and always accuse you of cheating. Now, if your spouse trust issues lead to him or her trying to have power and control over you, you have a much larger issue on your hands, and it's one that's best resolved by leaving. So you should never put your own overall happiness and safety at risk as you help someone else through a difficult period of their lives. No matter how much you love them, your goal is to get to a place of equal, you heard what I said, equal footing, and not set yourself up as an emotional babysitter for a doormat, okay? So it's just important to remember this because I don't want you to think, oh, well, you know, he hit me, but he has trust issues. No, 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 no. Any type of abuse is not tolerated. So in those situations, you have to go. Trust issues, they manifest themselves in certain ways. And sometimes if it gets to a point of being extreme or controlling and you are being like caged in or feel trapped, then you have to go. You cannot stay in this type of relationship, okay? Just wanted to throw that out there because I don't want anybody who's in an abusive situation to hear this and think, oh, I need to be more patient. No, you need to go, okay? So just wanted to throw that out there so we could clear the air. Now, it's important to remember that people who have trust issues have them because they have been through a traumatic experience and that this is one of the defense mechanisms that they have. Now, your spouse or partner is just going through a hard time trusting because they have not been able to work through these traumatic experiences on their own. And it's, let me just throw this in here. Sometimes we always think that, you know, if you get married the second or third time, things will get better. That's not always the case because sometimes the common denominator in those problems in those relationships is you. So if you have not worked through your trust issues, but you divorce your first husband because you're just like, well, you know, I can't trust him. He's not good for me, whatever. And you marry the second husband and you divorce him because you can't trust him. He's not good for you. And you go to the third husband and you're still having the same problem. Then let me just go out on a limb and say maybe the problem is not the guy that you're picking. Maybe the problem is you. And guys, the same for you. If you're constantly with a lady and you feel like you can't trust her or you're having trust issues, this, that, and the other, then maybe the problem is not her. Maybe it's you. And I say this especially if this is the third relationship you've had and you have, like, the same woman with a different face. You know what I'm saying? So if you keep going for the same type of person and you keep dealing with the same type of issue, then maybe the problem is you. And I'm not saying that this person does not have that problem. They probably do. But you also have a trust issue or something that is propelling you and that is making you be attracted to people with the same type of issues. So you will probably need to work on yourself first before you move on in any type of relationship. Because the goal of relationships is to be happy, to be in love, to find a person that you want to be with. And it can happen, but you have to work on yourself and you have to know yourself so that you'll know what you need to work on. Now, while working on yourself and while working on either your own trust issue or helping your partner deal with their own trust issues, it's important for you to get the help of a, of a professional counselor to help you. Because when you're working on trust issues, you can't do it alone. You need a counselor. If you are with a spouse who is dealing with trust issues and you're trying to help them through it, you need the support of a counselor so that you won't be drained emotionally. And your partner also needs to talk to a counselor by themselves. You need to have one talking to them by yourself 
so that you guys can get through this together. Hey, I never told you that relationship was going to be easy. I never said marriage is easy. Guys, it is hard. It is difficult because it's not like you are just dealing with your own issues. You're dealing with the issues of your spouse. And so with that being said, it's important to have like a sounding board, like somebody you can talk to, somebody who's going to listen to you and help you navigate through these situations. And that person is a counselor. I would not recommend running around telling your friends all your problems in your marriage or about your trust issue. I wouldn't recommend even running to your pastor and talking about it. I would recommend seeing a professional counselor, someone who can help you navigate through it. Because your friends, they love you. They don't understand the dynamics of your marriage. They're going to tell you what they see from their point of view, but they're not going to take it all into consideration because they're not able to do that. Why can't they do that? Well, they're not counselors, okay? That is just that easy. So it's like, if I broke my foot, I'm not going to run to my friend and be like, oh, I broke my foot, what should I do? Like, how would they know what I should do with my foot being broken? <laughs> you know, I should probably go to a doctor. So if you guys are experiencing trust issues in your marriage, whether you're the person who has a trust issue or if your spouse has a trust issue, my suggestion for you, as you go implement what I'm telling you about with these steps, see a counselor to help you guys navigate through these situations. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. There are going to be setbacks. But when you work on it and you both work toward this goal of dealing with the trust issues in your marriage, you are going to come out on top. You're going to be happy you did it. And your marriage will thank you for it and your spouse will thank you for it. Just remember, you're not alone and that there is help for both you and your spouse to make your marriage the marriage that you want it to be. The song that we're going to listen to today is funny because the song is called Trapped. And it's about a woman who is currently dealing with trust issues that were created by her husband in her marriage. Let you go 
Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today. I absolutely love hanging out with you each week, and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you will leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. Because I am so thankful to you guys, I am going to be giving away a free gift. I understand that being married can be difficult and stressful at times. So if you are looking for a way to stop arguing and resolve issues in your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to download your free PDF about how to solve problems in your marriage. If you would like to contact me, feel free to contact me on social media by clicking the links in the show notes, and I promise you that I will respond to your message. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.